You're listening to the Trekmate Family Network. Hello, this is Jonathan Frakes, and you're listening to Trekmate. We are Trekmates. Lower your iPods and surrender your time. Your enthusiasm and passion for Star Trek will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trek Mate Podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack all hands battle stations. Don't worry, we will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Mark Stamper. My name's Paul Drinkwater. And my name's Wayne... M- no. <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name's Matt Warwick. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the show. Uh, to, uh, joining us for a full show this week, which is yep. really, really cool. Happy days. I can't wait. Yeah, excellent. Happy days. So, um, how is everyone? I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a very, very, very busy week at work this week. I had a massive CQC inspection today. Um, so those of you in the UK, that is the Care Quality Commission who manage all GP surgeries and NHS things and it was horrific and horrible and a very, very stressful day. But uh, it's nearly Christmas, I've got a half day tomorrow, I'm going to see strippers tomorrow afternoon and then it's all, oh, all ready for Christmas. So uh, yes, okay. very good. How have you been, both very of you? <laughs> um, I've been okay, yeah, I'm uh, yeah, um, still have you know, uh, quite a busy, busy time at work. Um, so we're recording this on Thursday the 19th. So tomorrow on the 20th, I've got the day off. I've got to go and do a little bit of Christmas shopping in the morning, or quite a bit of Christmas shopping in the morning. And then I've got to pick the kids up from school because they're finishing early. And then Saturday is my birthday. Yay! Yay! Is it a big one I'm, or a normal one? It's almost a big one. I'm 39. Oh, I was going to say 29. So See, there's me being nice. <laughs> Yeah, 39. So next year's the big, uh, the big four row. Uh, then I'm at work on Monday, and then I'm off until the following Monday. Very nice. So I've got ne- nearly a week off, which is really, really cool. Yeah. What sorry. about you, Matt? Uh, it's been quite quiet for me in the last week. Um, term at the university ended last week, so mm. the students have all pretty much gone now, and uh, it's been getting progressively quieter as the week goes on, which is nice. Yes, nice wind um, down. What is it you do, It's good, because... <clears throat> I work at the University of Birmingham in IT services, so ah. I'm on the service desk, so I'm second line support. So Are you the one who says, have you tried turning it off and on? No, 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 That's no. That's first line. I've <laughs> done that before it gets to me. You're the well, one who goes, have you tried turning it off and on again? 
No, I say I say that to them, so they come into me and they go, Matt, this person's can't do, this person can't do this, and I'll go, Have you tried telling them to turn it off and on again? Ah, there and we are. There there we are. Problem, see? <laughs> but yeah, I am like um, Moss, basically. Yes. Yeah. That's the okay. thing. Have you tried forcing an unexpected reboot? You sounded like him then as well. <laughs> <laughs> they all they all say at work. I've got uh, a brilliant Moss impression. Yeah. <laughs> it does help. I mean, I've worked in. Um, in help desk type uh, sort of roles before, yeah. So it's good when you can tell people to uh, to reboot. Um, yeah, I, I, when that doesn't work, then you've actually got to fix it. <coughs> yeah, it's a lot nicer environment than it was um, when I used to do the same. Uh, it's effectively not that much different from what I used to do at PC World, but mm. one, I get paid more money, which is yeah. nice, and two, uh, everyone there is a lot nicer. Well, here you go. Here's one that you both might appreciate. I was in my office the other day and I got a call from one of the receptionists saying, oh, my printer's not working, my printer's not working, I've tried everything, can you come and have a look at it? So I didn't want to be the condescending boss and say, well, have you checked everything? So I just went up there, walked all the way up there and looked at it and it was off. I knew it was off, Mm. but none of the lights were on and she's sitting there just staring at it. And I went, it's not turned on. She went, oh, it is, it is, I've checked, I've checked. So I let my hand round to the side Flick the switch and it printed <laughs> off everything she'd been trying to print. <laughs> so, Brilliant. For God's sake. It's not difficult. Is the light on? No, it's off. <laughs> Is it plugged in at the wall? Yes. Yeah. Oh dear. But oh dear. never mind. Never mind. Bless them. Hey. These things are uh, sent to try us, as it were. As it were. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, quite. Um, okay, so just a few things that we need to let everyone know about. So obviously we were yep. due to have the Podathon uh, last weekend, and unfortunately we we did have to cancel that. I'm afraid that was down to some scheduling issues and a few personal issues uh, around the group as well. So unfortunately we did have to take the decision a few days before that we had to cancel it. I'm very very sorry about that. Yes, we but, are. But these things happen, and, and trying to coordinate and, and get everyone together over a 24-hour period is, is difficult enough, but when there are um, mitigating circumstances in the way, it, ju- it just became untenable, I'm afraid. So apologies uh, if you were looking forward to that. I know we, we were looking forward to doing it, doing it again, so sorry about that. Please, yeah, please don't think bad of us. No, no, please don't. But we did We're here have, now. We are here now, and we did have the relaunch of the Trekmate website, which I must say Adam and Paul Finch did an absolutely fantastic job on it, and it looks oh, amazing. It looks amazing. Absolutely amazing. It really does. It, it looks, looks like we've got, well, they are professionals. It, I was going to say, it looks like we've had professionals do it, but of course they are. So they are. They are professionals. So, yeah, that, that is they what do they do it for a living. But, they do it for a living. So, but you, but you can see how much time and effort's gone into it, and I just think it looks absolutely spanking. Yeah, and I mean, I, I got to see it uh, a few weeks ago, so I saw it evolve. It was pretty much there when I first saw it. I was pretty much the only person who got to see a, a sneak peek of it and we you know we had some chats about it and they're improving things and what they've come up with is just brilliant it's much more uh, much cleaner design it's much more fluid and it's got a responsive design yeah. now which means it'll work on phones it'll work on ipads and it adapts the design to whatever device you're on uh and it's oh, a lot really yes it does yeah so it'll work on a phone it, i didn't it, appreciate that no it modifies itself according to your device it's a it's, borg website it is a borg website yes it does it does adapt um, the easiest way to see that is if you get a browser window and, and unmaximize it. And, and if you make the browser down. window smaller and larger, you'll see the website change as you make the window smaller. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm doing it now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That is brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It's a lot quicker as well. It's much quicker. And yeah. 
if you're doing stuff in the back end, as it were, they've really optimized <laughs> and optimized and improved the database as well. So, I mean, I do a lot of the publishing for the podcasts and, and scheduling of things. And it's so much quicker than it was. It's really, really yeah. slick and responsive now. Because there, there was an update to WordPress, which improved things. And they'd also optimized a few things as well, which, which is fantastic. And there's more to come as well. There are going to be some new little uh, nips and tucks and, and tweaks coming over the next uh, few weeks. So if you haven't been to our new website, then check it out at trekmatefamily.com. It's awesome. Okay, brilliant. Okay, now we've had a catch-up. Uh, just let everyone know we won't be having a main topic this week due to uh, some time constraints. Again, sorry, due to, due to a few constraints. But we will be having, coming up next, Who Gives a Toss? And, of course, we have the, the wonderful music section with Matt, known as Trek Tracks, and, of course, the Trek Off. Paul, it's really? you and I. So you've got the chance to... Uh, Actually try and get somewhere. To try and catch up against Wayne, because obviously you missed a show, I missed a show. Now Wayne's Mr. Show, so we're all um, I am all on an hanging evening behind. I am hanging behind worse than a really bad hemorrhoid. You are indeed. So uh, we'll find out where you are when we get there. But now, <laughs> it's time for this. T-O-S. <laughs> Who gives a toss? So, who gives a toss about TOS? Let's find out as this week we discuss... Charlie X. Now, this is quite an interesting episode because, I mean, we're we're reviewing episodes or talking about episodes in the order in which they appear on Memory Alpha, but this was actually the first episode broadcast uh, after the Man Trap. So after was, the Man Trap, yes. Yeah. Sorry, it was. Oh, right, it was, was, was I was going to say. Yeah, it was the one after the Man Trap, but the but the order that they appear on Memory Alpha is a little bit different. Well, you're going through them in production order, aren't you, rather than aired order? So. Yes. Yeah, we, we're going through what Memory Alpha says is good enough for me. Yeah. So, um, I mean, th- th- this yeah. this story, this episode tells the story of the Enterprise picking up a young man, a 17-year-old uh, young lad who's been marooned on a planet for the last 14 years, supposedly on his own, and he's managed to survive for 14 years without any other human contact. And they bring him on board, and he's a little bit socially awkward, I think you could call him. And uh, as the episode progresses, we discover that he has some rather strange powers. He can look like a paedophile. He's a, yeah, I mean, let's talk about Charlie. He's a little bit creepy and a little bit rapey, isn't he? He, it, it looked like from some of the scenes that it was before they'd brought out the contact lenses that could make your eyes look things. And in every I felt like every time that I was seeing him on the screen, he was rolling his eyes in the back of his head and mm. putting his chin down to make yeah. it look like he'd whited his eyes out. It just looked wrong. Mm. And then when the, the original series is full of the old, um, you know, the lights in the eyes, where they'll darken the whole face, but they'll have what they have like a little strip, lights. a little strip across yeah. the eyes, yeah, well going across your eyes. Yeah, um, but there's so many of those as well, and you just think. I'm glad I'm not in a room with him because he'd do something wrong to me. Something that would probably need counselling. He was quite creepy, wasn't he? Yeah. But then again, it's flip side because some scenes he looks so sweet and innocent and you, you expect butter wouldn't melt. And then and then other times you think he's going to just jump on Rand and do her. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, quite a lot of Yeoman Rand in this episode. I mean, she, she is in a, quite a lot yeah. of episodes, but she has quite a big part to play in this. Yeah, I, I always liked her. But she was she was used primarily in the, in this episode, though, 
as the the magnet wasn't she she was the this is the woman this is the sex symbol this is you know this is the only one you've ever seen she wasn't used as anything else mm. i like you i had a bit of a thing for her yeah i would yeah 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 why not but um obviously they find out yeah. that uh Charlie has these has these mysterious powers, and he's able to, I mean, produce things out of thin air. So he's there uh, playing card tricks, isn't he? And he's able to produce the cards with Yeoman Rand on, and yeah. plays he plays a game of chess with Spock, and gets beaten very very quickly, and melts the chess pieces, and he's able to make people disappear when they're in the gym, and he's working out with Kirk, and of course, of course, Kirk's there got his chest out as he always did, and it did look like he was wearing, <laughs> it did look like he was wearing a corset, didn't it? It was like looked like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was like yeah. really trying to hold his gut in. Even at that point in 1966, he was a little bit tubby, wasn't he? I think the red tights were rather fetching as well. Yeah, those red spandex <laughs> trousers, but they did have a, they had a lovely yellow Starfleet logo on them, didn't they? Yeah. I might pick myself yeah. up a pair of them and wear them to the next convention. <laughs> <laughs> go bare chested and wear some of those. I think that'll go down a real storm, wouldn't it? Oh. If if you go and wearing that, then I'm not sharing a room with you. <laughs> All right, it's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, he makes that that um, Kirk throws him on the floor when the the guy starts laughing at him, and he just makes him vanish. And it's at that point that they realise that this kid is a little bit dangerous. I, I must admit, I'd be a little bit pissed off if I was in the gym working away and somebody did something stupid, and you chuckled, and then the next thing you know, you're just gone. And that's what he said. They're just gone, aren't they? Just gone. Yeah. He, he takes over the ship, and because they're, they're going to take him to a colony, I think it's Alpha Five. They're going to take him to, and he's really keen to get there, you know, to see thousands and thousands of people. But they realise obviously he's going to be extremely dangerous. So he, he, he yeah. does manage to take over the ship, and he's able to control the crew. But what they do to fool him, uh, they work out that he's actually been um, using too much of his powers to control the ship. So they start turning on every system on the ship to try and keep him busy. And uh, they manage to overpower him. Um, and just as they overpower him, these mysterious aliens called the... Is it the Thasians? Something like that. Uh, yeah, th- it's, yeah, T-H-A-S-I-A-N, Thasians. Yes, Thasians. Right. They appear in this sort of green, ghostly blob of a ship. And this head appears on the on the bridge. And it look, I think that looked quite good uh, for the time, that effect. So it was a sort of green, wobbly, floating, smoky hologram thing. Yeah. And I guess these these yeah, Thasians, they're they're um, beings composed of composed of energy, and what they'd done, he hadn't actually been alone on that planet all of the time. They'd been taking care of them, hadn't they? And he'd he'd learned their power, learned how to that's how he'd survive, being able to create things for himself to um, to make sure he could survive. And they take him in the end. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to. I mean, but the, I expect though that I mean he took over the ship. But I can guarantee you that in the, the scenes that they didn't show on the show, uh, it will be exactly like what they did with Khan. You know, they would have taken him to the medical bay, they would have given him a computer and said, right, here's all the medical, here's all the ships and the ship's ports and where everything is. Make yourself accustomed. Yes. So when you want to take us over, you know what to do. Yeah, you know where everything is and just, you know, how, how to control everything. We did an episode talking about that. Was it something like, can I read your technical manual? Yes, you, that was one. Of, that was a very. Oh, that was a very, very early checkmate. That was um, even before I came yeah. on. <clears throat> Can I read your technical manuals? Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that's in something like episode two or three, I think. Yeah, but but, but, but Charlie, 
all he is, and you know, what happened at the beginning? I can't remember. Was he crash or something, and they, they saved his life or something like that? Is that how he got there in the first place? Well, he'd been um, he'd been on a ship. It had crashed, I think, and everyone had been killed except for him. And that was when he was three years yeah. old. And then they'd managed to obviously get to the colony and pick him up. So he'd been on his own for forty yeah. years. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not being funny. I mean, unf- it's, it, I think it's just an unfortunate scenario that he's got these powers. Because if he didn't have those powers, he'd just be a general randy teenager, wouldn't he? Mm. He would have. He, he wouldn't have been able to chuck all those people. I think he did what anybody else would have done, apart from looking really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously another ship had picked him up, and they'd. It was a small freighter ship, wasn't it? And uh, that was they, it, yeah. they, they they dropped him off on the Enterprise, and which the ship later gets destroyed because he said they didn't like me on that ship. But I think you're right, Paul. I mean, that's a that's a typical example, I think, of the Antares or Antares. Antares, I think. Antares, yeah. Yeah, I think this is an yeah, example of um, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Yeah. absolutely. Exactly, because if if he didn't have that, he would have it would have probably gone quite well. He would have made a few hiccups and stuff, but he would have got to know people, and he would have probably integrated well and got off to Colony Seven, or or whatever it was called. Yeah, uh, yeah, Colony Five. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but because he's got the power, all of a sudden people are disappearing, and um, it all goes a little bit tits up. Although, who can say honestly? Honestly, I don't know whoever's with, who's with British Gas. You know, they give out those energy monitors that have got like the traffic light sign on it for how much power you're using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who can who can honestly say that once they've had those put in, they haven't gone round the house turning everything on and off to try and get the different colours lit up to see what does what. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, quite. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, um, just sort of what I find what I find um, interesting is for someone who's been relatively. I mean, okay, he's had the um, company of the aliens for so long, but for someone who's been separated from humans, I find his attitude towards uh, Rand in particular is, is interesting because obviously he's never seen a woman before. No, and. Uh, would he necessarily? Is it a genetic thing? I mean, would a, would a, a male who's well, never seen a female before go after a woman in that in just, that way? Mm. Must just be his animal instincts. Yeah, I guess just it's. The, it's the, I guess it's the just pure animalistic urges. It's just down to biology, I guess, isn't it? He he wouldn't be quite yeah. sure why he was attracted to her, um, but he just would be. Yeah. It's just one of those things, I guess, which is just you know, it's part part of the way. You know, it's a good thing it is there because otherwise we wouldn't be produced. It is yeah. just a, an, an instinct. That's built into him, and and he wouldn't be able yeah. to understand it as as many teenagers don't at the best of times, but particularly for him who'd never been around humans before and having all of these powers, you know, those adolescent hormones must have been quite overwhelming for him. I bet yeah, if he got to do it all again though and repeat going onto the ship and everything, he wouldn't melt Spock's chessboard. He'd be doing other things instead. Mm. So shall we uh, have a listen to our favourite our, our favourite bits from the episode? Yes. Right. Paul, let's have a listen to your favourite clip. Gentlemen, Rand, this is Charles Evans. Show him to his quarters and drop his records off at Dr. McCoy's office, if you will. Yes, sir. Come with me, please. Are, Are you a girl? Is that a girl? That's a girl. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, a, a, a short and sweet clip there, but um, what, why did you pick this in particular, Paul? Well, I just think it's typical Kirk. You know, you, you've got the adolescent boy who's come on board the ship who's never seen a woman before, and he's like, oh, is that a girl? And then Kirk's just like, yeah, that's yeah. a girl. He's got that and look I'm on his face. He's that. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. mine that's my yeoman yeah, you don't get to tap yeah. that yeah yeah that, that that's that's my tapping <laughs> tap 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 <laughs> i thought that was quite yeah. funny not probably the, not probably the most interesting bit from the episode but it was the one that i found most amusing uh, well that's what it's all about so matt let's have a listen to your favorite clip Charlie? captain yeah. i'm supposed to ask you something why shouldn't i Explain it. Well, say it right now, Charlie. That usually works. Well, in the corridor, I saw when Janice, when Yeoman Rand was. Well, I did that to her. And she didn't like it. She said you'd explain it to me. Me. I see. Well, um. Uh, there are things you can do with a lady, uh, Charlie. That do you. Uh, well, there's no, no right way to hit a woman. I mean, man to man is, is one thing. But uh, man and woman, uh, it's... Uh, is, uh, well, it's uh, another thing. Do you understand? I don't know. Now, I when I saw this, I almost picked this, and I did actually write in my notes, of all the people... You know, to ask about this, and Kirk's been a bit of a gentleman. It's like, what? That's not Kirk. You know, I, I thought yeah. that was quite out of character for the um, sort of womanising Kirk that we know. But I, I thought that was quite funny. I did make a note of that. Yeah, that's that's probably the main reason I I picked it. But also, it did did make me chuckle quite a bit. But there are, I mean, it's probably due to the earliness of the show in the in the run. But mm. it does have a lot of out of character moments. Um, generally, because obviously the writers haven't got the yeah yeah the, the gist of, of what they are down, but it just it just brings me a couple of interesting questions. It's like, well, it goes to Kirk to say why you shouldn't butt slap a woman, but why would he do it in the first place? Again, I've, you're going back to that he's been away from humans for so long, but mm. so why does he instinctively do that? I don't know if that is something that you would just do, but then I guess that's another thing. That's because the show's time as well because it was obviously set in the 60s and that was a bit more of a not acceptable but you know you know what i mean it was more acceptable yeah. than it is now you know a yeah. man could you, you do that now you know and you're going to get in a bit of trouble a man could probably sexual do that. harassment sweet. yeah exactly yeah. You, you could do that to a woman then and she might not like it but you'd probably get away with it and not much would be said because that's just what men did it's by no means right but it was a show of its time so yeah, I, I did think that was quite funny. Just just Kirk asking him about that, you know, just being all coy and um, well, you know, um, yes. So I've picked. Um, well, let's have a listen to my clip. Oh, on the Starship Enterprise, there's someone who's in Satan's guise. Who's devil ears and devil eyes Could rip your heart from you At first his look could hypnotize 
And then his touch would barbarize His alien love could victimize And rip your heart from you And that spiky male astronauts Oh, very female astronauts We terrified and overwrought To find what he would do <laughs> Oh, girls in space, be wary Be wary, be wary Girls in space, be wary Right, now it's not often that you get a musical scene in a Star Trek episode, so that's the reason I picked that. And there's, it's quite interesting as well, because when you think about the relationship between Spock and Uhura in, in the JJ verse, and people say it makes no sense, it makes no sense. And obviously in a much earlier episode, where Uhura was talking to Spock, why don't you tell me about that I'm a beautiful woman, etc., and here she's singing about him, saying, you know, oh, you know, he will he will entrance you, entrance you with his looks and his eyes and all of this sort of thing. So there's another little hint there at that some sort of attraction there. And she, well, she's got her, she's, her and Spock. Yeah, when she's singing about him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then she starts to talk about Charlie and, you know, Charlie's our new darling, and he gets all embarrassed about it. Oh, yeah, I, I thought her singing was awful. I thought she was okay. Yeah, I, I, I maybe it wasn't that keen on it. I have to admit, it, yeah. ma- it made me cringe. I thought she, I thought it was okay, but I mean, it's it's of its time. I mean, it's not. Yeah. You know, it's hardly X Factor. Well, mind you, X Factor's rubbish. But, <laughs> you know yeah, what I, I mean? Know. It, I think she would have done quite well. Well, <laughs> she probably would have done on X Factor. Yeah, let's face it. Um, but I just thought, yeah, it's not often you get a little bit of singing in, in many Star Trek episodes. So I, I just thought that was. Um, I just thought that was noteworthy. The main problem I had with it was, again, the, the out-of-characterness of it. I don't know. I mean, some of the lyrics in the song, like, he's Satan's devil's ears and yeah. devil's eyes. You know, I, obviously, at the time, that was a big thing, because obviously the network executives on the show were like, oh, that guy looks like the devil, you've got to get rid of him. Mm. So presumably they were sort of just poking fun, fun at them Spock. a little bit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Uh, one of the yeah. big things. They, they wanted to get rid of rid of him, the network did. The they beginning. didn't want the pointed ears, because originally he was going to have bright red skin, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they went for this uh, this sort of more devilish look. I never thought he looked particularly devilish, but yeah. he had pointed ears, but yeah, I'd, I'd ne- I never but got I that. Miss, but Some of the earlier scenes that I've seen with uh, Spock on the original series, when he's laughing... Um, mm-hmm. Like between scenes or like extras or stuff like that, he does look really freaky there. Yeah, and he, um, he does actually in ep- smile in this scene as well. So when who was singing, he's playing his Vulcan harp, and he does have. Yeah, I didn't like it because he smiled lots, and I was like, "You shouldn't be smiling. Yeah. You'll get the hang of it. Don't, don't worry." Yeah, again, <laughs> it's early episode, uh, early seasonitis, isn't it? They've, they've got they've got yeah. no idea what to do with the character yet. Well, one other thing that I noticed this, did you notice just in one of um. Kirk's log entries near the beginning. He doesn't mention Starfleet. He mentions USPA Command. Did you notice that? Yeah, the United Earth Space Probe Agency. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a very, uh, very early term for what I guess would become Starfleet. It was USPA, United Earth Space Probe Agency. Which I think, if you looked on Memory Alpha, if you go back in canon, that was something which existed way before Starfleet. They've 
since that was written, they've pushed it back into the past. And it was even before uh, Enterprise NX01 time, there was this United yeah. Space Probe Agency. Just just an interesting point. They don't mention Starfleet. And, you know, blink and you'd miss it. I just happened to... I was watching this the other day and just picked it up and thought, ah, it's quite a nice little reference. Ah, yeah. I had another couple of little observations like that. The first thing that actually jumped out at me when I put the episode on was the, the Antares officers were wearing the uniforms from the cage. which I yeah, They were, cool. yes. And obviously, oh, were they? that was probably, yeah, I mean, I presume that was obviously just a cost-saving measure. Yeah. But I think in-universe it probably makes a lot of sense because you've got this, these guys on a cargo ship and they're out in the middle of nowhere for years yeah. and years. So it old, makes sense that they still have old uniforms. Yeah. yeah. And of course in those days as well, you saw their badges were different because in, in the original series every ship had its own emblem. And, yeah. you know, the shield that we know as Starfleet's logo was just the one for the Enterprise. And then at some point after that, after the original series, uh, Starfleet adopted that as their universal uh, logo. But every ship had its own little badge patch, didn't it? And this episode, of course, marks the only acting appearance by Gene Roddenberry in Star Trek. Does it really? Who did he it certainly play? does. He played the voice of the chef. Yes. Oh, right. That's why when... Um, because Kirk actually mentions, that's why right, he mentions it's Thanksgiving and he said um, that's right. about meatloaf. And then the chef calls and says, uh, you know, I put meatloaf in the oven, but now there's actual turkeys in there. Because Charlie had you know, transformed. Mucked about. Yeah, mucked about and magic <laughs> some real turkeys, which was nice of him. Yeah, not sure how he knew what a real turkey was like, though. Well, yeah. He probably looked it up in the memory banks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then just or, or what it would, <laughs> more to the point what it looked like or what it would taste like. That would be a more difficult thing to replicate. Yeah. But never mind, we brush over yeah. these sorts of things. Yeah, it tastes yeah. like it's, chicken. It, it's a conceit, you just have to accept it and move on. Yeah, exactly. So, should we just give a, a little uh, wrap-up of the episode and tell us whether you give a toss? Matt, would you like to go first? Yeah, I mean, I, despite what I've said about the, a lot of the you know, out-of-character actions by the, the, the main cast, I can look past that because obviously you've got to accept it was written when it was written the only other thing that i was going to mention before i forget was uh this has got one of the worst continuity problems of any episode in it which i think is quite funny <laughs> which is do you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna say i think so uh think kirk so, gets yeah. get has got his uh has got his uh, lovely um gold command uniform on gets in a turbo lift Gets out the turbo lift on the bridge, and all of a sudden he's wearing his green top. Yeah. What's going on there? Oh, yeah. really? Quick change. Yeah. yeah. The green sort of wraparound one, yeah. I thought you were going to. I thought you were going to say about. Because um, I, I must admit, I have just read it on Memory Alpha, but I did recognise it on the film. It's Kirk. One of Kirk's line was on to Earth today. It's Thanksgiving, but at the beginning of the episode, he says it's the twenty-second of November. Thanksgiving is always the last Thursday in November. So could that be possible? That could it be the? It could technically be, I guess. Oh, hang on, twenty? No, it wouldn't actually, because no, a week later would be the twenty ninth. It'd be the twenty ninth. Yeah. yeah, it couldn't be as early as the. Um, the yeah. earliest it could be could would be the twenty fourth of November. It would either be the thirtieth, the week before that would be the twenty third. Thirty days in November. So the earliest Thanksgiving could be. That's a good point. The earliest Thanksgiving could ever be, I believe, is the twenty fourth of November, being the last Thursday in November. Mm. Look at me, American pals. I know when Thanksgiving is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, having said all that, it's it's a, it's an enjoyable romp, really. 
and uh, it's it's not one you'd skip over if you were doing a, a rewatch. I don't think so. So yes, I do give a toss. Excellent. What about you, Paul? Now you you traditionally oh, haven't had a good time, so. No, no, I must admit, I, I was I was very um, condemning of the of the first few episodes of, of the original series. This wasn't too bad. It was all aboard the Enterprise, which was a good thing because it meant that they didn't have to try and make up some crappy sets or anything like that. So I I like that that sort of fact about it. Um, it was all right, as as Matt said, there were some continuity things, but I wasn't too put off by that. It was amusing. It was all right. It was it was it was passable. It was passable. So, do you give a toss? Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give it a toss for this one. A grudging toss. I'll give it a toss. But a begrudging toss. <laughs> okay. I'll give okay. it a begrudging toss. Yeah. Okay. So as you've both said, I mean, there are some problems with this episode. It does suffer from early series itis. They haven't got into the characters yet. Um, some of the continuity is really bad. But overall, I, I quite like this episode. I think it's a typical Star Trek trope of a bit, a bit like where no man has gone before. A human is given these, um, you know, amazing powers, and as I said before, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think Charlie's a little bit creepy and a little bit rapey, but I do have some sympathy for him towards the end. He's a he's a messed up teenager. Sometimes it's difficult enough being a teenager as it is. And when the, the Thasians come to take him away, he's pleading. He says, no, no, I can't touch them. You know, he, he doesn't want to go back with them. But they, they yeah. take him and he disappears. And it reminds me, in some ways, almost of Trelane from the Squire of Gothos. And almost, yeah. like, almost like the Q as well, when they come to, to get Q. It's that similar sort of vein of a, an all-powerful, uh, mischievous alien. And then some superiors come into... Off. Getting told yeah. off and coming to take away. So I, it did remind me a little bit. That's that similar theme to to Q and really good, Trelane. That's a really good point. Yeah, I but like overall, that. Overall, I, I I do actually quite like this episode. I think for early season, it's it's actually pretty good. And I'd say I I I, I do give a toss about this one. It's definitely you're not gonna, one to skip. You're going to give a toss. I'm going to give a toss. It's not one to skip on a rewatch. Excellent. Oh, so that's three tosses. That's three. That's three tosses from three tosses. So. <laughs> right, moving swiftly on, I think we should probably head yeah, on over. That's the, I think we should probably the best, best idea. <laughs> best idea. Let's head on over here. Now, it's time for Trek Tracks. And now it's time for Trek Tracks, the musical treat that we all thoroughly enjoy, with our good friend Matt, who is now here with us today for a whole episode. Hello, Matt. Hello. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> well, I, I do try and big you up a little bit every time I get a, get a go at introducing something. You do. You do a, splen- <laughs> you do a splendid job, Paul. Oh, yes. <laughs> so um, what have you got lined up for us this week, then? Well, uh, a couple of bits of news first, actually, before we okay. uh, go. Awesome. Um, oh. Obviously, um, the Season 5 Blu-ray came Oh, out. yes, yes. I want to talk to you about this. Cool, cool. 
because I'm going to get this for uh, for Christmas. So yes. Uh, yeah, it was it was uh, not bad at all. Um, it's basically just four guys in a room talking to each other. Mm. Um, but there's a lot of anecdotes. For this, is it? Yeah, there's a lot of anecdotes um, from them about you know um, why things happened the way they did, what sort of instruments they use, what they were pressured to write by uh, the higher ups. Um, it was quite honest. Um, McCarthy and, and Jones particularly mm. would, would sometimes say, you know, oh, they told me to do this or they told me to do this. But um, it was just over an hour, and uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Okay, that's, that's quite a nice, um, a nice, nice little extra there for season five. So it's something that's often overlooked. And okay, it's only four guys talking in a room, but you know, if you're into the music, and yeah. um, you know, that, that's a nice little extra. You know, that they are padding it out quite nicely, aren't they? So I look forward to to watching that. Yeah, and the other the other bit of news is um, there's going to be a re-release of the Star Trek Nemesis soundtrack. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. Really. Yeah, uh, Varese oh. Sarabond are doing uh, the music label. They're doing a, a re-release, a special edition. Now, some of the tracks that are on there have never been released commercially before, but there is a bootleg Nemesis album doing the rounds on the internet, okay. uh, which has got Fantastic. a lot of that in. Obviously, these will be better quality than the bootleg, presumably. Mm. And um, there's still even still a few uh, extra little bits and pieces that some people won't have heard before, so I'm really looking forward to that as well. well that's cool. I mean, I'm not a fan of the movie, but the music's pretty good. It's Goldsmith. You can't go wrong, can you? I know. You, you can never. He never. He never messes. Uh, mess it up, does he? he? Never drops the ball when it comes to soundtracks. So, on the subject of soundtracks, that's why we're all here, isn't it? It is. Yes, so it is. We've got a bit of like TNG it. music today, and it's something a bit oh, emotional. I love it. So, not just uh, the old uh, average action piece that I like to listen to. Um, it is a Ron Jones piece. It's from Who Watches the Watchers, so I think you're particular oh, particular favourite of mine. Yeah, uh, it's Happy called. <laughs> it's called um, We Are Flesh and Blood. So it's from when uh, Nuria was beamed up onto the Enterprise. Yes, the love, love those scenes. Card was uh, you know them, explained yeah. to her about what. One know. of one of my all-time favourite scenes from Star Trek. Love okay. that. In that case, then I think you're going to love this. So shall we give it a go? Yes, yes, please. yes. Let's.
I'll tell you what, they really know how to write music, don't they? Yeah, that's a, that is a particularly uh, beautiful piece. And uh, you know, as I said, this is one of my all-time favourite Star Trek episodes, and I, I love that scene. It's just amazing um, when he's just talking to Nuria and he's just ex- trying to explain things to her, and you know, it, and you get that realization from her. And she says, you know, you are remarkable people, but you are not superior beings. And I just love that bit. She says, looks out the window and yeah. says, perhaps one day my people will travel above the skies. And he looks at her and says, of that I have absolutely no doubt. Lovely scene, yeah. love it, absolutely amazing, and a fantastic bit of music as well. I could go to sleep listening to that. Mm, definitely. Yeah, it's it's just another example of why Ron Jones is mm. my favourite TNG composer, and it's just a shame he wasn't around for longer. Um, Very versatile. You know, yeah, and yeah. but I mean, I, does, he, he tells the story of when Rick Berman come, came up to him and said, "God damn it, Jones, can't you ever write music that's not emotional?" Because obviously he didn't like it. <laughs> but you know that, and but that, this is a perfect example. You know, it's one of the most beautiful pieces of episode, uh, beautiful pieces of music in that season. I think. Mm. Definitely, and I mean that's that's Rick Berman for you, isn't it? I'm not a fan of his. But then again, the music, the music, it doesn't matter what you're watching, but the music really does lend itself to episodes. It it can change, yeah. just a single piece of music can change the complete perspective of what you're watching. Mm. And it, it really, it and it re- yeah, yeah, and it really yeah, does, it really does add to that scene as well. It makes that scene. Yeah, but it's amazing because you it could you could have an action scene, but with the right piece of music, it could turn into a dance. Mm. It's just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But that's that's a lovely bit of music. That yeah, one of my favourite bits. C- couldn't we have had that for the trek off, Matt? <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll have to wait until I've got lined up for the trek off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, uh, that would <laughs> be know, easy. That would be yeah, that would be an easy five points for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm just I'm not looking forward to it today because I know I'm going to be left with probably minus three or something. No, 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 no. You can't get. You don't get. Never get points taken away from you. Ne- never negative points. <laughs> yeah. So all right then. No Zero. Right, then. <laughs> so, so, uh, so thank you for the uh, for that, Matt. I absolutely love that. One of my all-time favourite bits of music, and a, a, a lovely way to uh, to celebrate Trek tracks this week. So talking about the Trek yeah. off, should we do it, Paul? Right. I'm ready to to to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Time for the Trek off. So it's time once again for two of our three intrepid podcast hosts to pit their wits against each other in the trek off. I left my wits at home. Can I come back later? Well, let's see. I don't how want to we... play. Mark's not... Mark doesn't play fair. I do play. Fair. <laughs> I play perfectly fair. No, you don't. You think of the answer and you answer it correctly. You don't realise that I'm like three miles behind you and go, I don't know that one. You have it, Paul. Okay. Well, I think that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. What's what's worse? Not knowing the answer at all or getting the answer and then talking yourself out of it like Wayne does. Oh, yeah. Wayne's got a real habit of doing that, hasn't he? So yeah, but that's obviously great. Uh, it just doesn't take much flummox him. No, no, that's 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 true. So obviously Wayne is not here, so it's quite fair because I've missed a show, Paul's missed a show, and now Wayne's missed a show. So Matt, where are we in terms of scores? Right. Well, it will be no surprise to you that Mark, you're in the lead with six wins and a total of forty-five points. Okay. 
Mr. Emery is in second place with two wins and 25 points. Yep. And Mr. Drinkwater is just slightly behind with no wins <laughs> and 18 points. Okay. Oh, that's not bad. I haven't won one, but I've still got 18 points. That's yeah, not... And how many have you got, yeah. Mark? 45? 45. Matt, is there any chance that this round, if I got everything right and Mark got everything wrong, I could catch up? Not you'd, to me. You'd, you'd, you could pass Wayne. Yeah, because it's all it always goes up to eleven. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. A max. So I, I could I could actually beat Wayne this round possibly. Mm. Yeah, you, the maximum which you is, could end which up is with still at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, you could end up on twenty eight, twenty nine, if you got everything right. Okay. Okay. I, I'm going um, to focus. <laughs> I'm going to make a slight adjustment to the rules going forward. Um, Marvelous. I'll be a bit a bit well, fairer like to, to everyone as well. <laughs> Um, obviously, with the with the musical clip, it's up to now. It's been as soon as someone gets the right answer, we'll reveal what it is, and uh, the other guys, if they haven't got it, don't get a chance to get any more points. So what I'm going to do now is, if on the first clip someone gets it right, then I'll say, such and someone's got it right. Yeah. Um, but can I have guesses from the the other two yeah, guys? Yeah, the, the, the so, others will get clues and their points yeah. will go down accord. I think that's fair. That could make things a little more yeah. interesting as well. No, I think that's, that's yeah, a good call. Okay. So, uh, the first clip is, as usual, the musical round from TNG. So, I don't think right. I need to explain the rules. So, <laughs> are you both ready? I'm ready. Then here is I'm the ready. clip. Oh, bugger off, Mark. I hate the way that you come on sounding so confident. Okay, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) I don't have an answer yet, so... I need you to be a bit more precise, please, Mark. (laughs) Thank you. you. It's something from season three. (laughs) (laughs) Was that precise enough? uh... That's perfectly fine, thank you, yes. Which means I got it right. Well, possibly. No, No, it just means you've been more precise. I've been more precise. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. I've got both answers in. Oh no, obviously. It's not. Oh. Oh, I don't know now. You made me doubt myself. No, no. I'll, I'll, I accept your, your last answer. So once you tell me that that's your answer, then yeah. I'll go with that. Paul, are you happy with what you've, you given me? I haven't got a clue. I've just gone with one that sounded like the music could be from that. I okay. think I'm wrong. I know, I know I'm wrong. Don't, don't say it out loud, because. Um, oh, I. I can reveal that both of you are incorrect. Ooh. Oh, that's not bad, though. I knew I was. <laughs> so, the two answers I got were, from Paul, I got Galaxy's Child, and from Mark, I got Best of Both Worlds Part 2. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. if you would both like to hear the clue clip... That yes. might help you out a little bit more. I thought that was the bit where well, they were going across in the shuttle, you know, to pick um, Picard up, where yeah, Orphan and, and where they, they slide in through the, the antimatter spread and they go in through the shield. Huh. Uh, 
I'm, oh, the only thing I'm pleased about is Mark and I got the same season. Not coordinate on the source of the tractor beam. So I have, <laughs> I have two answers. I'm not going to reveal what they are. Paul, I can reveal you are correct. Yes! Mark, you you're incorrect. Oh! <laughs> oh my god! So I'm going to send oh. the final clip oh. to Mr. Stamper and let's see if he can get it from this. The Borg are attempting to lock onto us with their tractor beam. Low torpedo base, arm phases, lock coordinates on the source of the tractor beam. Shield status? Holding, sir. The mutation modulation has them confused. They have the ability to analyze and adapt, Commander. Shield modulation has failed. They've locked on. Shields are being drained. 90%? 80. Trying to recalibrate mutation. Damn! It was best of both worlds part one. Maybe it was. You'll have to give that as your answer to find out if you're right or not. Oh, come on. I know it is. That's not what I put. Mark has given me an answer after hearing the clip, and he's correct. So I can reveal that the answer is the best of both worlds part one. And the thing is, my first answer, Matt... I put Best of Both Worlds Part 1, didn't I? And then you talked yourself out of my, it and put I talked myself out of it. Oh. I, thought, I thought it was the bit. I had it right the first time. But then I thought, no, it's the bit where they're going through the shield yeah. um, after the antimatter spread, which puts it's, it in Part 2. It's very, very, very similar. It is. Jones reused a lot of the yeah. uh, motifs from the first part when he ran yeah. the second part. And then when, it, when he says, lock on to the source, I thought, okay, that's when they're... Um, I thought it was Q Who. When they're getting carved up. Yeah, when they're getting carved up and they, they lock onto it and they start firing at the ship because it's it's obvious Borg music, isn't it? Yeah. And again, that motif that Jones did was, was very similar for the two. Damn it! God damn it! So that means <laughs> one point to Mark and three points to Paul. Well done, Paul. I, yeah, thank you. Oh, I couldn't have done it without you, Mark. You put me on the right track, so... I, oh, I had it right the first time because Matt said, be more specific, <laughs> and I put part one, and then I thought, oh, no, no, it's not. Well, it was as soon as, I, as soon as I put best of both worlds, and Matt said, I'm going to have to ask you to do the same yeah. as Mark and be more specific. I just went, oh, part one. And I'd, <laughs> and I'd already put Q who at that point. But well done. Oh, now, well if done. it's a two-parter, I'll no. always ask people to specify whether it's part one or part two, just because, it, you know, because you're... Cause awesome, I'm most awesome. <laughs> have I beat Wayne yet? Uh, no, you're still four points behind him. Oh, bugger. Right, okay, I need to get four points. But you've still got um, a okay. few chances, so you're, yeah, you've got a few to go. Focused. Right, yep. so, just... question number one from The Best of Both Worlds. Yep. The hey. actor who played Admiral Hansen also yep. played a character in a Star Trek film. Can you tell me what that, who that character is? Oh. Answers uh... through Skype, please. Oh, shit. Sure. Um, film is in. The guy who played Hansen, yeah? Yeah, the old fella. Um, yes. Oh, I know him. I know him. I know him. He played... Oh! Hang on. Matt, where are you? Because he died uh, earlier in the year or sometime late last year, didn't he? Uh, did he have... He looks a little bit like... He looks like a Dave Jason. Yeah. Play... uh, And he was in a movie. movie? Oh, what was the question? (laughs) What character did he play? Oh, right, your yeah. answer's perfectly acceptable. Okay. 
He played a cat. <laughs> I'll give you the actor's name, not oh, thank you. I think you I know it's George Murdoch. I know his okay. name. I know his name. He was in a movie. Ah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, yeah. Okay, gents, I have an answer from each of you. Uh, Mark, would you like to reveal your answer? He played God. Or the, the, the alien creature who purported to be God in uh, The Final Frontier. It's no wonder it took me a while to get there, because I hate that movie. Yeah, and I was going to say it's one of your favourites. I haven't watched it that often. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did play God. <laughs> and Paul, your answer? I put him down as God, a.k.a. Evil Santa Claus. Evil Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, you're both right. He did play God in Star Trek V. Yeah, yeah. God just... in quotation marks. Yeah. Uh, he di- I've just had him looked him up on Memory Alpha. He died um, 30th of April 2012. Oh, OK. Sad. So, Paul, that takes you to 23 points. So you're now only two behind Wayne. Behind Wayne. Good. Yeah. I need to get. I need to. I'm going to clear him by a good few. Okay. Well, the most you can clear him by now is two points. So you can get two for this. I want to clear him by two. Two for the random. I want so to clear let's him see by that. Two. So, on uh, in part two, on the battle bridge, uh, there is a uh, officer on ops. Oh, bloody hell! Oh, Christ. Surname. We only find out his surname. So. <laughs> um. I'll give you a hint. What was it? What was the question? The the officer's name sitting uh, on the battle bridge uh, in the ops position. Okay, uh, that's... You know when 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 Riker's yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. Lacutus and yeah. he's sitting there right in front of him. And he's sitting there in front of him. Yeah, I can yeah. see him. And you want the guy's so name? Riker's Riker's promoted to captain at this point, isn't he? He is. Uh, yes. And there's this young guy on the battle bridge. Oh bloody hell, man! We've got so and so and so. <sighs> I know they mention, I remember in this um, that um, Shelby mentions um, Sherman and Barclay. Says they're running through the final testing sequence, so we hear Barclay's name. Oh, but I don't think... She she utters the character's name. Um, She says, report to the battle bridge, just as they're um, about to um, go down. Yes. um, That's as much as you're getting. Right, yes. Um... Damn it, damn it, damn it. Is it... Can I guess a couple? Mind you, that's the only one I can think of. That's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I don't know this one. I'm devastated. Are you calling a... Bl- are you, are you going to... Just give a name, anything. Oh, okay. Okay. So <laughs> we've got two answers in. So, Mark? Gleason. And Paul? Oh, I don't know. I just put a Brian. I know it's not, but it's the only name I could think of in the when I was asked to think of a name. <laughs> well, the answer was Gleason, so Mark is correct. Yeah, didn't you also say well, Cart- Cart- Cartano at some point? Uh, I put Gleason, that, that, and then that I think, does ring a bell. The name, Almost. and I was thinking, is it Cartano or Gleason? But yeah, it's, it's quite a young, sort of dark-haired bloke, from yeah. what I remember. Yeah, cool. So it's now. Quizbook time! Yeah, yeah, I like I like quizbook time. Whose turn is it to say stop? Oh, no idea. I think Paul. it must be Mark's. Yeah, is it mine? Oh, whatever. Okay, I'm Matt. Sure. Okay. I'm sure I did it recently. Okay, start flipping. Okay, do you want me to start from the front or the back? Uh, back, please. Okay, let me just get to the back of the actual questions, not the answers, because you don't want to land on an answer page. No, I don't know. It'd be easy. Yeah. <laughs> Give us um, the answer. Yeah, try and work out the, the question. Answer. What's the question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. 
Okay, you nice. going? Yeah. Stop. Okie dokie. The page we've landed on is... Let's go with the right-hand page, because I think that's an interesting topic. Oh, God. The topic is starships. Oh, okay. I... Do, do, you, do you like that one, Paul? Does that I do. Appeal? I do. I okay. like stuff. Right. In that case, then, uh, because you're behind, Paul, I'll let you go first. So oh, okay. we've got... 15 questions on this page. Okay. So pick a number between 1 and 15. Number 7, please. Number 7. <clears throat> you might not like this. <laughs> number 4, please. <laughs> it's too late now. You won't like, you'll <laughs> like number 4 even less. Oh, um, all right, okay. What early Federation ship... This is number 7. What early Federation ship was captured by the supercomputer Landru? Landru? Oh, yeah. Um, I recently read the comic on this. Okay. Tell you what, I'm not picking number four. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I remember Landrum. It was a funny old episode. Well, he was a funny old person. Um, Could you repeat the question, please? Vic Moy has done a very good song with Landrum in it. Yeah, that's that's where I recognise him from. Mm. Which early Federation ship was captured by the supercomputer Landrum? So the answer is a starship name. Yeah, it was. Um, I know it. It's, it. I'm sure it begins with A. Um, uh, no, it's not the Kraken. Because that doesn't begin. Kraken. That doesn't begin with A. No. No, I know, I know, I know. But I, I, I couldn't think of it. So it's like Akan or Rakan. Rock. Um, Raccoon. <laughs> something's something's reminding me of Archon. Is that your answer? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Archon. That doesn't sound. I'm, I'm promising. just debating whether the pronunciation is close enough for me to accept. That's it. what I was going to say because yeah, you, you're the good oh, Archon, 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 Archon. <laughs> I don't know. Given how loudly you yelled, I think I might accept that. Yeah. I, I probably would have given him it on Archon because it's Archon yeah. but it's spelled Ar- with a CH so I, 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 it's I, the Archon I, I'm sure it was around that line but I couldn't quite but as soon as you said the pronunciation I was like right what sounds like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. no I'd have, I'd have I'd have given you that yeah. so, have I beaten Wayne you are drawing level with Wayne so how many points has Paul got so far uh, in this in this, in this game yeah. Paul has got uh, three, four, five, seven. And how many have I That's got? That's nearly more than I've got all season. Five. Five. So I can't win. So you can draw a level with this. If I get two here. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so, sorry, how many questions were Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, could I have... The, higher, the lower ones seem bad. Can I have number twelve, please? Oh, okay. You're going <laughs> to... <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, very tough question, this one, Mark. Uh, which ship emerged from a time displacement in the episode Yesterday's Enterprise? Oh, for fuck's sake, come on. It was the Enterprise C. Yeah. Let me just check the answers on that one. USS <laughs> Enterprise C. Yeah, that's the right answer. Wow, that was a tough... Oh, oh bloody hell, that's such God, an easy I knew one. I that one straight away as well. It's the look of the draw. Oh. The, the, I, thought, the, I, thought, I thought it was maybe going to be the one from Cause and Effect. 
the Bozeman, that kind ah, of Ah, the stuff. Bozeman, yeah. I would, have got, I would have got the Bozeman. That would have been slightly tougher, but uh, that was an easy one. The thing one. is, though, when, when, when you get a question like that and you think, oh, it's such an easy one, all of a sudden you go, hang on, maybe it's a trick question. You start dating yourself. No, yeah. I started to think, I thought, hang on a minute. And I was thinking, That's is it the sea? And I started to doubt myself. Of course it was the sea. It was the previous <laughs> um, ship. The, the the thing to remember about pages like this where it's a generic topic and it's not from a specific series, the later on the questions go, the later the series is going to be because they all start off with the original series questions. Oh, okay. Okay. oh, I'm glad I didn't go any earlier than the seven then. Yeah, I would the, have been stuffed. Although question three you might have had a chance with. What was I'll, four I'll, out of interest? The four, okay, four was what ship did Kirk ask to bypass a planned stop so he could offer transport aboard the Enterprise to the Caridian Company of Players? Hang on a minute, uh, let me write this down. What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Jesus, oh. Um, uh, Caridian Company of Players. The an- do you want the answer? <sighs> That's from the, Corridan. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on then. It was the uh, Astral Queen. Okay. Oh. Wouldn't have got that in a million years. You'd have got question three, though. What ship what rescued three? Charlie Evans from Thasus, only, <laughs> only to be later destroyed by, him, destroyed by him? I can't even read the bloody question. So, yeah, you'd have probably got that one. Yeah. Considering yeah. you've just watched the episode. Well, just done the episode. Yeah. Cool. So, so uh, seven all. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's no, no wins on the board. Is that it? Yeah. It's oh. a draw. Marvellous. Well, so I'm drawn with Wayne now as well, then, is that right? Yeah, so you're both on 25 points, Mark's on 52. Oh, Mark, you're a full... Like, double ahead of me. Double ahead. Double ahead. Well, it was an enjoyable game. Well done on the musical yeah. uh, question there, Paul. Thank you very much, thank you very much. And well done for your easy question on the final one. Yeah, that was a... That's the luck of the draw, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Hmm. I think I've had a couple of really easy ones that I've probably still got wrong in the past, so... Yeah. So that's the end of the show, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you for uh, having me on, guys. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been really fun. Thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah, it's thank fun. you very much. It's, it's, I've, I've really enjoyed it, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be making a few more full show appearances in the future. Certainly hope so. I've been Matt Warwick. I've been Paul Drinkwater. I've been Mark Stamper. And, and that's, that's Trek, Trek, mate. All hands on deck. Red alert. Bloopers approaching after the end music. You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast. Would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready.
And, and that's no, that's no, 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 no. <laughs> right, we'll you, might want, you might want to just say it separately and then edit it together. No, we can do it. No, we, we can, can do, do it. it. I tell you what, Mark. Okay. If I go, I'm Paul Drinkwater. You go, I'm Mark Stamper. And as soon as you've done, I'm Mark Stamper. We'll both just go straight into, and that's track, mate. Okay. Okay. So let's give this a go. I've been Paul Drinkwater. I've been Mark Stamper. And that's and that's Trek, Trek mate. mate. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So we're gonna go, and that's Gap Trek, mate. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. I've been Paul Drinkwater. I've been Mark Stamper. And that's, and that's Trek, mate. Can we do that again? Because really? my wife was slamming yeah. the door. <laughs> I hope this is end. Of, I hope been... you're putting bloopers on the show this week, mate, because this is gonna be gold. gold. <laughs> if I get the time, I've got to do a quick edit because um, I won't have much time. I might have a little bit of time tomorrow afternoon, but then Saturday okay. and Sunday I won't. So I'll, I'll, if I can fit them in, but it's a quick, should be a quick edit. So, right. I've been Paul Drinkwater. I've been Mark Stamper. And that's, and that's Trekmate. Trekmate. Should we just do it separately and I'll, I'll edit it together? Yeah. Okay. You just say and that's Trekmate.